Good morning, everyone. We continue our study of the vital signs of the spiritual life in the section on growth. And today I'd like to talk about suffering and how suffering can bring on growth. In her book, Belonging, Remembering Ourselves Home, Tokopa Turner writes the following about suffering and struggle. What if suffering, negative emotions, have something essential to communicate to us and each other? And the real problem is that misguided attitude that negative feelings make us less evolved and need fixing. In the same way that we hold each other at arm's length when they are too different from us, we avoid the inner encounter with otherness, excluding anything that doesn't fit the image that we've been building of ourselves. One of the greatest teachers in life is pain. When we feel pain, we learn that something is not working the way that it's supposed to. Pain is a catalyst for change and growth. When I lie in bed at night, I will lie in one position for a good long time sleeping, and I'm sure you do the same, but at some time in the night, our body sends a message to our brain that we're no longer comfortable in this position. Without even waking up, this small amount of discomfort urges our bodies to roll over, to adjust the way that the body lies on the bed. This unconscious adjustment is spurred by discomfort. It prevents me from getting bed sores, and you too, kinks in our necks or other small injuries. The discomfort causes change, and the change is good. Even in sleep, we must move and adjust. When you experience pain in the body, it is a message from the body to the brain that something needs adjusting, healing, fixing. It is nothing more than a communication, albeit an urgent one. Pain is a message. When we feel emotional or psychological pain, it tells us something. Take grief, for example. You love your spouse, and that person dies. Your mind and body are used to hearing your spouse's voice, to hearing them breathe next to you at night, to smelling them and sensing them, and then they're gone. The pain that you feel is your mind and body forcing itself to adjust to the absence and it hurts like hell. But grief is nothing more than the truth of absence and its felt consequences. And grief, if we allow ourselves to experience it, can spur the bereaved to change and grow, to explore new adventures. But if we refuse to feel the grief, if we ignore it or bottle it up, if we refuse to allow it to change us, and to grow, it can sit on us like a boulder and prevent us from living fully. Allowing suffering to teach us is really scary, for it means that we must allow ourselves to feel pain. We must listen to it and ask ourselves, 
Why am I hurting? Did something happen to me? Am I reliving something that I have been afraid to look at? Am I running from part of my past that has yet to be seen and heard by me? I am a big proponent of therapy as a means for spiritual and psychological growth. Inviting another person to look with you at your life story is scary as hell, but it can set you free. We don't have to live our lives repeating the same patterns over and over again. We do have a choice, but we cannot make that choice. We cannot be free unless we first identify that which enslaves us. Without conscious knowledge of our life story, we become entangled in a cycle of repeated mistakes and repeated pain and the avoidance of that pain. We live with a map that is out of date, reacting to life as we did when we were children, and we are not free. At some point, if you are pursuing growth, you will be invited to tell the story of your life. And when you tell that story, you will be able to write the ending as well. Do you learn from your mistakes? Grow as a result of the pain that you experience? Or do you repeat the same pattern of relationships and loss that you learned as a child? It is your choice. Once you grow enough to tell your story, you can choose how the story unfolds. You can keep the good stuff and let go of the bad stuff. You can choose how you respond to the events of your life from that point forward. But you have to acknowledge how you feel in response to every event. I've been blessed with a wonderful therapist. She has walked with me through some of the greatest challenges of my life and allowed me to learn from my own pain. She once explained to me that there are many people in the world who will live their entire lives repeating the same patterns and feeling the same suffering without ever waking up or making the necessary changes to heal their lives. What drives these people is the avoidance of pain. Why do some people seek to learn and grow while others simply seek to survive? That which drives some to seek true healing and health while others simply wallow in the same patterns is truly a mystery, but it lies at the heart of our spiritual lives. God calls us to do the hard work, to go to therapy, to face our fears and change our lives, to forgive, to love ourselves enough to no longer put up with abuse, situations that cause us undue anxiety or depression and other stressors. God has given each one of us the capacity to grow. The question is, will we take it, that invitation? Will we choose to do so? I want to be very clear, though, that seeking relief from medications is also entirely appropriate, both in the physical realm and in the spiritual one. Doctors will relieve pain when it gets overwhelming for the purpose of facilitating rest and healing. Just so, we too must relieve unnecessary or extreme pain in order to facilitate psychological and spiritual healing, and of course, to keep each other safe. If pain becomes too extreme, it loses its ability to teach us. But we must not 
initially respond to pain simply by alleviating it. Our first question must always be, why am I in pain? And what can be adjusted to relieve that pain? What is my body, mind, or spirit trying to tell me? And how can I respond? The greatest of all messages of pain was, of course, the cross of Jesus. The fact that God decided to endure the worst kind of physical and psychological pain that a human being could ever experience tells us something. God moved through this pain, through this horror, and out the other side. The cross was taken on voluntarily by the Holy One, who could have simply wiped out the entire planet. But instead, God chose to suffer and die for us, to experience pain and to live again. God showed us the way through pain, not around it or running from it, but through it. That is the way of the cross, the way of life and growth. That is God's gift to you and to me. Pain is not the enemy. It is a messenger. All it asks is to be heard.